And get on to WrenchNation.tv if you miss bits and pieces of this show as we dive into uh, what keeps the collision industry up at night. You can catch the podcast upload uh, every Sunday, and we look forward to seeing you guys there. Uh, CREF is the acronym, Collision Repair Education Foundation. A lot of foundations out there, but the Collision Repair Education Foundation's sole mission is really to keep the future healthy. Uh, it's one of their goals to ensure that there is a top-tier collision school in every market in America. You know, Susan, we talk about how they've taken away a lot of these trades out of school. And now I think there's been a sort of renaissance on a slight level where folks are realizing, wow, I can have a good career in the collision, automotive, welding, what have you. The skilled trades are where it's at. And and so with this technology that's coming out, we want to bring – Brandon on. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thank you, Frank. Great to speak to you again. Yeah, good to have you on. Uh, First things first, um, Collision Repair Education Foundation. Tell us a little bit about that before we dive into all this technology under hood. How long has uh, CREF been around and uh, that key mission is important? Tell us more about that. Sure. So the CREF has been around since 1991. Um, however, it's really been since 2008, where we are now a purely philanthropic, charitable organization that we go out, and there's kind of three different pillars that we, we work towards fulfilling. One is attracting students to local high school and college collision repair or auto body school programs, um, trying to make these programs more professional and trying to get in front of parents and guidance counselors so they see this as an option for their students. Two, it's supporting these programs, meaning in-kind donations, scholarships, school grants, and we've been extremely fortunate to have this industry, collision industry, that has provided over $250 million worth of donations to us, which then in turn helps the schools since 2009. So that's no small amount that the industry should be very proud of. And then last but not least, it's the employment side. It's helping to connect these students with local and national industry employers so that these students can see the wide wide array of career opportunities they have within the industry. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think uh, we have case examples uh, throughout our show history here at the East Valley Institute of Technology where we've asked a lot of our guests, whether NASCAR driver, NHRA, what have you, and I've got to ask you the same question are parents paying attention a little more, or are you still having that whole sort of old-school mentality where, oh, my son, my daughter, I don't want them to be a grease monkey? Do you see us as an industry advancing how we look, and are we convincing parents that there is some opportunity for their kids? So I think there's lots of room for improvement, but I think I see the light at the end of the tunnel a little bit when it comes to, and you've seen, I think you've seen this, and it's been in the, the general public news a lot about the topic of students graduating with a mountain of student debt. There's a lot of talk about, you know, loan forgiveness and things like that. Um, so I think that it's starting to come around. Um, I go out and kind of, quote-unquote, yell at the guidance counselors each year to say that, quote-unquote, bad kid that you're sending down to shop class because you don't see any college potential in them. That's the same bad kid that's going to be repairing your family's car after an accident because they went into the collision industry that doesn't have a mountain of debt but's making 10 times more than what your college graduates are. Um, so I think that there is 
there's a general kind of awakening starting to happen. There's a lot of work to be done. Um, but sadly, we hear from instructors, like when we were out at SEMA this past year, um, back in 2019, the instructors, high school and college collision instructors, sadly have to, they told us, we sadly have to root for recessions because that's when our classrooms start to fill up. These instructors are evaluated constantly of how many butts they have in their seats. And if their attendance starts to dwindle, it's one of the more expensive programs to run. So the administration, who might not see the full potential of what that program has for students, they start to see that as possible, you know, let's get rid of this program, let's get rid of this program. But when a recession happens, a lot of people are forced to have to, unfortunately, you know, go back to school, you know, go test out a different type of skill. So these instructors in fall of 2019 didn't realize what was about to happen, you know, early this year with the pandemic. But hopefully, and the kind of what our efforts are around is, you know, helping to showcase that this is a viable career option for students um, nationwide. Mom, Dad, I know you're listening. Get on a collisioneducationfoundation.org, as well as all of my industry family, middle management, upper management, technicians in the Bay, every little piece of support. And it, it literally means that, you know, if you can go down to somebody uh campus uh, talk with an instructor about hey this is what my day looks like it could be as simple as that the industry needs to help out and back that up 100 percent. let's talk about these trends that uh we've seen uh hardcore in the last three to five years and certainly technology blazing away i think the quote Susie, is uh the last 10 years has equated to over 100 years of technology moving forward and we have to fix this stuff in the service space um let's talk about the connected car as it relates to the collision industry um have has the collision industry right now drummed up any technical courses available to help with the future of the connected car i know that adas is out there that's the driver awareness systems uh that folks have their mirror blinks at them or it beeps it lets them know there's a car coming corrective steering are we tooling up at all and getting ready for the connected car and 5G? Where do we stand with that on the collision side? There is a lot of training out there, whether it's coming from ICAR, um, who we spoke with last time you and I spoke. Uh, we had John Van Alstyne. Um, they've got training pro opportunities. Um, the vehicle manufacturers have training opportunities and many others. Um, sometimes it's trying to get that, you know, teach that old dog new tricks where you have someone that's been working on cars for so long and you get these new vehicles and you have to learn how to repair these vehicles properly. Um, so that does involve training. It does not It does involve time that needs to be taken to, to learn about these new vehicles because if you remember that phrase that I used back about a year ago is what you don't want to happen is people to be practicing on your car. You want them to be repairing your car. Yeah. So we want scary. They, they need to get in there and get trained. That's scary right there. Please don't practice. <laughs> like, you can go to your doctor's practice. Ooh, that was Ooh. Ooh. Are they practicing medicine? I don't know what they're doing, but they are. <laughs> uh, we'll leave that alone. Uh, so my Google Nest product that I have throughout my home, I have, you know, my alarm, my AC, what have you, um, it has... It's learning my behavior. That's that artificial intelligence, even at its very beginning stages of where we're at in that AI. Um, AI also exists, Susie. We've experienced it in the garage. The last year, we've seen more people, unfortunately, they have a little, you know, they curb check their vehicle. They need some suspension work. What does the insurance company ask for? It asks for pictures of each corner of the vehicle, mm -hmm. right? Isn't that yep, what we that's see? that's true. And I ask you, Brandon, that's a form of AI, because that that is kind of learning patterns and behavior via photos. 
I'm seeing this like go full strong in the collision industry, that artificial intelligence there. The future is here. I'm scared. I'm scared, too. (laughs) (laughs) The future is here. But it caught my eye. I. I, for years, we never had, you know, inst- you know, somebody would come down, the right. appraiser, the inspector. But now it's all these in its specific corners. And so sort of researching this, that's it's learning. Mm-hmm. That's that artificial intelligence, which I think will benefit both the consumer and the body shop technician. Right, Brandon? I mean, that's that's favoring based upon good data received up front. Exactly. And then it's, it's an opportunity, to be honest with you, on the school side is that you can showcase how complex the industry is as opposed to it being viewed as that, you know, dirty, you know, get your hands, you know, dirty kind of uh, trade that many people unfortunately think. So when you can help showcase all the technology, um, you know, when it comes to AI and other things um, that are involved in these vehicles, it's an opportunity to help to showcase to people of how complex these cars are. Um, I know it's on the higher end, but like a, a Ford GT has 10 million lines of code in it. That's millions of more lines of code than a Boeing 787 or an FT- F-22 Raptor fighter. So these are these are complex vehicles. Well, I got to I got to shoot something out to you. How about a hundred million lines of code on the F-150? That's there you go. that's I mean, we're talking. So, like, forget about a free check engine line. I know you guys listening have heard me say that. Give respect to the tooling, technology, training, the seasoned eye. The seasons, the individual that can decipher that data, uh, that's that's for real. Speaking of data, um, within the collision industry, how important for for consumers that are listening is that pre-scan and that post-scan? This is kind of new terminology that's kind of come about. When somebody gets in a wreck, they get it fixed, they come back and say, well, I still have problems, and... How important is it? Because the insurance company says, hey, listen, we need we need this fully evaluated before and after. Talk to us about that pre-scan and that post-scan before a car is repaired for body work and such. Well, it, it, it's crucial because, you know, the consumers want to feel confident that the car that they're about to get back into is repaired correctly and it's going to react the way it should and if it has to happen, you know, get into another accident. So by making sure that, you know, by doing that pre and post scan to make sure that everything is, is the way it should be, um, it's it's on the, the, the body shops to make sure that they're providing that kind of assurance to the customer or, you know, the consumer that's getting back in the car um, that it was fixed properly. So that's key, and like you said, it is new kind of terminology and, and things that we have to educate the consumers on, but it also involves making sure that the body shops are doing what they should when it comes to repairing the vehicle. Yeah, well, I think that also speaks to, for those of you that just decide, well, you know, I'm going to take it to any old, you know, place, and maybe they're not as certified, maybe they don't have the training. So you know that's establishing a precondition and a post-condition. You can't get any more proof that your stuff's getting fixed right. But what right. are we scanning? That's what I'm Well, it's confused. scanning. Well, listen, you get your car. You have a Toyota Camry that gets into a wreck. Okay. Now, prior to that wreck, you had a check engine light with an EVAP leak. Okay. Uh, maybe the car pulled a little bit, right? All these things exist. Now, you come in, you get, you you hit, let's say you hit whatever, tree, you need bumper, you need that front pan, uh, panel, fender, so on and so forth. But afterwards, you complain of a check engine light. Well, guess what? The check engine light was there prior. Now, most body shops are not going to say, go pound dirt, but guess who may? And I'll speak, I'll speak on this. The insurance company, they have to protect their dollars and their cents. And so 
that works in favor of the insurance company protecting uh, their selves as well as industry, but it works the other way as well. Prescan says, okay, this is the data we have with the faults we have as of this accident. Mm -hmm. And you never had a check engine light. You get everything fixed, go back, and that check engine light comes back on. Well, they've got the data. Maybe we didn't fix this properly. Isn't that correct, Brandon? Absolutely. And, and consumers should be asking um, for, the, you know, the body shops, what kind of training have you completed to, to make sure that you're up to date? You know, ICAR has their bodyshopology.com, which showcases which shops are keeping up with their training. But it's something that they should be proactively asking of the shops because, again, they're trusting their families back in these vehicles. So it's something that they should be asking for proactively from who's going to be repairing their cars. Yeah. In terms of training and ongoing education, uh, virtual reality, I've seen this come up for technicians, virtual reality. You know, we don goggles, and there is actually somebody with their hands showing and pointing out different areas and methods of how to repair a circuit, how to look for a certain fault. Virtual reality is here. This has got to be helpful for those that really connect the dots by way of visually seeing how something's repaired as opposed to reading about it. Tell us about VR and how that's... uh, making a huge difference as a game changer uh, for technicians out there. So these tools, like the virtual spray or welders, you know, welding simulators, these are huge recruitment tools for instructors because it's interactive. It's almost like a video game. It's something visual. And, you know, like a lot of students learn uh, visually. Um, on the downside, and it, it just underscores the need for additional funding, and, and what we try to do is that, you know, the virtual spray paint machine that some some schools have, I'm not sure if either does, but they are not cheap. They run anywhere between twenty to $30,000 a piece. And a lot of these instructors have a bare-bones budget, so that's where any support that can be given to CREF um, is helpful to help secure these types of things. We, we hear constantly from instructors that they will bring these machines to recruitment um, you know, events just to try to entice students to come check out their program and you know, try out the, the virtual spray paint or welding uh, simulators. Um, so it's, it's, it's new, it's interactive, um, and it's, again, it's another way to help showcase this industry in kind of a more positive and kind of technological light. Yeah, we can't let you all, you computer industry people, steal <laughs> our talent. And, and that's what, I mean, I'll just say that. Uh, if you guys are listening, man, please, collisioneducationfoundation.org. Uh, last point on virtual reality, we're going to take a break. But that VR, boy, you can convert a student into the industry, I imagine, a whole lot better than you would sort of traditional pen and paper and scratchboard. Am I am I right by saying that VR has got to be the way to go? Especially students these days, it is it is a very helpful tool, and these instructors need all the help that they can get. Yeah, right on collisioneducationfoundation.org. I want you to stay tuned. We're going to dive into a little bit more of the technology and the changes and what really keeps uh, well body shops, painters, welders, what keeps them up at night thinking about where technology is going, and more importantly, the serious shortage of technicians. Stay tuned. French Nation next. Funding for Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Anytime Auto Glass, a family-owned full-service windshield replacement and repair company with a focus on hard work, integrity, and providing a no-hassle professional service for their windshield and vehicle tint clients anytime autoglassaz.com or call 480-430-4300 480-430-4300 
1-800-926-4597. Anytime Auto Glass. Over the years as a service operator in the automotive industry, owning my own shop, boy, that's a lot of responsibility. Well, if you're part of a network, a network that truly makes a difference by the way of the programs it has, like a nationwide warranty, roadside assistance reimbursement, and customer retention, targeted marketing, well, that's going to put you in a different league. You are now armed up and ready to go with a network of other shop owners throughout the country. And by the way, the technical training is stellar and top-notch. Get your technicians to actually train on their time 24-7 with an amazing slew of technical training programs. The Pronto Smart Choice Service Center program is something I invite you guys, if you're in the automotive industry, take a peek at it. Pronto-net.com pronto-net.com vision collision god forbid you get into an accident or you get a little bumper fender bender slight or even if you've got that shopping cart that ends up scratching the side of your newer ride my friends at vision collision they're certified they deal with insurance companies but also what i really like is they were able to deal with my situation i didn't want to exercise my insurance and I paid out of pocket and they gave me a very fair price with quality work. So for any complete auto body paint and repair, you want that small business, the heart of business that treats you one-on-one. Vision Collision, 480-248-9049, visioncollision.com. When you're thinking about body shop or collision work, paint repair, dent repairs, collision, wheel restoration, Vision Collision is the way to go. Tell them Frank at Wrench Nation sent you. 480-248-9049. 480-248-9049. Vision Collision. Right on. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. If you missed the show in its entirety, we get it. You guys can get busy, get onto the podcast, uploaded Sunday. Uh, it's an honor to have Brandon Eckenrod of the Collision Repair Education Foundation uh, organization. Brandon, welcome back. Thank you so much. You know, uh, Susie, during the break, we talked about you. You left. We left off on this whole virtual reality thing, and you know, all things virtual are pretty cool. And I know right now it's just kind of a at the beginning stages, but. We looked into this closer, and Sim Spray, Brandon, has this virtual reality where it'll actually look at a line replay, how well the lines are done. Uh, it does a coverage map, so it actually can check paint thickness. Um, and it really has so much more by visual cues. And, Brandon, you said this is about $30,000, this unit? They, they range to around twenty five dollars to $30,000 per unit, yes. I, I'm thinking you could get a whole lot more youngsters that are willing. I mean, and the nice thing is you you can make you can make several mistakes, you know? right? And what did you say, Susie? Well, and it's without the fumes. Without too. the fumes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that may not be a selling point for these guys, but, but that is amazing. Um, and and so it's still a chunk of coin, especially during uh, a year like this, where everything's been so shut. I mean, we, we can't. It's so hard to raise money. Yeah, but the uh, video was so interactive, and it really was like a gaming situation. Yeah, simspray.net, if you guys want to check it out. I'm sure they have uh, YouTube videos out there. Um, back to ta- talking about, to give folks a perspective about the shortage of technicians, we're talking about more than 
21,000 technicians on the collision side, not the automotive mechanical side, leave the industry. And that's been steadily increasing since 1995. And the big question, Brandon, why? Why do you think this exit of technicians? So we can say maybe retirement, things like that. But we have, we have, that's quite a big number. Why do you think this is happening? You know, that that aging workforce is a part of it. Um, But I think there's also, there are more entry-level positions available in the industry than there are qualified students to fill them. So whenever I go out and meet all these students across the country, when when we have our career fair events, Frank, I know you've attended that career fair event at LKQ locally um, in the Phoenix area. But we help tell these students that this is not just a local issue of the need. You know, if you, I'm here in Chicago, if you're tired of the Chicago winners, you can go transfer to someplace warmer like Phoenix or other areas. Um, and I think part of it has to do is we have to do a better job of attracting the right students. You know, have some that might not be aware of it being even an option or an industry that they're pretty familiar maybe with mechanical, but they're not as familiar with the collision side of it. Um, it's showcasing what career paths they have. So if they don't want to work on cars the rest of their lives, you know, there's other career paths for them. I was a English and journalism major in school. However, I've been working in the collision or the collision industry for 20 years. So it's showcasing to them what's possible um, and also ensuring that when they graduate, they have the entry level skill sets that will make them more productive and employable for a business. So while it's great to give them these you know, overviews of what's coming out there and here's the different technology that's coming out there, but if we can do a better job together with the industry to help these students graduate with the skill sets that will make them hit the ground running, I think it will help keep them in the industry longer as opposed to just giving them a mop and say, mop the floors, they get frustrated, the business gets frustrated, and then they end up leaving the industry um, altogether. Well, we're accountable, Susie. We're accountable. As an industry, right. we did a horrible job by doing exactly that, not paying enough interest level not giving these youngsters the ability to take on a bigger role than a mop bucket and and, you know change some oil but it would be interesting in the stats in the statistic of the 21,500 like the the age groups um, because like you said retirement may be one of them you know and I'm thinking maybe some individuals might get burned out I get that but what about as car technology advances maybe Individuals don't want to higher educate themselves on these new vehicles. I, I think that brings merit, Brandon. We, we for a fact, I've seen uh, over the years where, you know, a technician that may have 15, 20 years left decides, you know what, I, I just can't do this anymore. I'm overwhelmed. I'm going to switch gears. I, I think that's a fair assessment. Would you agree, Brandon? <laughs> I would absolutely agree, and that, and that internship slash mentorship opportunity is so crucial because it allows the industry to get involved with that student's technical education and their you know, educational career at that earlier level. When the industry can, can come into the school, as opposed to those students seeing the instructor day after day after day, they hear from the industry. You know, it's, it's me that's going to employ you in this industry, so I can't wait for you to graduate so that I can give you a job. That kind of, those, those kind of pep talks are huge motivating factors so that these students can actually see, meet, they get a business card, and it helps make sure that that transition is a little bit smoother. Um, but again, yes, a lot of you know, industry professionals um, tend to, you know, when they are ready to retire, they might go teach at a local uh, high school or technical college, and, and that's where that you know, support of what we do to help out the local schools and helping people get involved with the local schools is so crucial. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, 
It's difficult. I'll be honest with you, Brandon. I mean, we, we try our bit as a small little garage. You know, we've been around, what, what have you, 15, 17 years. Um, we, we try to get others. For, for me personally, it's one thing to make change happen with an individual, but we're eager and hungry to make change within others in the industry. And it doesn't take much if you dedicated, what, three hours, five hours, let's just call 10 hours a month, let's just say two hours a week, a simple two hours a week to mentor a student that could be in your garage or it's at a school facility. And by the way, get on a collisioneducationfoundation.org. There is a whole slew of ways that you can get involved, both from the industry side as well as monetarily. Let's face it, it's been a, it's been a tough year for all uh, associations and foundations across the board in all industries. And we just don't do enough. I'm going to pick on you, Susie. You yep. came to us uh, as someone new to the industry three, four years ago. What gets you upset about what you've seen in the industry regarding how we may not be as helpful to the youngsters coming up? And, and it could be our shop. I'm, I'm, I'm opening this up. It could be the industry in general. What, what say to you to that? What upsets what, me? What can we do better? Um, well, let's see. So... One of my pet peeves is uh, sometimes when we've interviewed, um, maybe we did not give them the opportunity to kind of show their skill because paper doesn't really tell you. Paper can lie. A resume can lie. And I like that internship or that maybe that uh, trial run. I think that we maybe didn't do enough of it. And, uh, you know, and then three months later, we we kind of get the brunt of it. We've been lucky, Brandon. We, we've had, you know, with our younger technicians, an average of three years is about when, and, and you know, I, I think that's, well, I hear a lot of shops that are six months, and we do a terrible job of, of, of sort of the initial phase, don't we, Brandon, about how we conduct an interview, especially with a younger student. And, and those are, yes, and those are skill sets that we try to teach both the business on how do you interview, you know, these current students that are coming out, but also try to interview, or we try to, you know, improve the skill sets of the students. Because a lot of them, some of them, you know, traditionally, they, they're not maybe as social, they, they work more with their hands, you know, not everybody, but we have to try to educate them on, you know, you can't be on your phone, you have to pay attention, look some of the eye. I hear you all the time, Frank, tuck in your shirt, look professional, help give this industry help, you know, better professional. What are we going to do? I mean, at the very basic level, no matter where you're from and how you were raised, man, just have a little, because if we're going to change the industry... I'm not I'm not calling myself an old timer. I got some years yet, but we can't rely on a broken word of, you know, just show up and like we got to be professional and it may just start with tucking your shirt in, man. Right. I mean, is that too much on Veterans Day to get all military dressed like <laughs> to ask you listening? You want an edge up. A lot of you listening right now, I know you may be looking and man, they just because that's another argument, Brandon. Some of these youngsters, they can't get hired. Nobody will give them an opportunity. So why not show up first the way it should be and offer this sort of test drive that you're talking, Susie? Right. Brandon, that's key. We're, we're holding career fairs around the country um, to help get these students introduced to the employers. And we typically are able to provide them with a brand new Cintas technician shirt before they arrive so that they're able to look professional. But sometimes I'm just lucky to be able to get in front of them before they meet the employers to give them that, 
take your hat off, get your hair kind of put down, tuck in your shirt, and, and sometimes they need that just little reminder. Uh, well, you, you'd hope that it's not something you have to tell them, but it's sometimes those little skill sets that, you know, they need uh, some assistance on, and that's where getting involved with the schools, serving on advisory boards. If any reputable school is out there, they have an advisory board. Like you said, it's not that much time. It helps you interact with the instructor, making sure that they're teaching what they should to be the students, but it also helps you interact with the students so they know who's waiting for them as well. Come on, don't be on that email list. I get them. I'm on the advisory boards, both radio and automotive, and there's 57 thousand people on the email we got six people that show up come on let's, like it is it is if we're going to make some change and i know i'm preaching and, and it's all good because it's my show but uh the fact is get involved man i mean at a root level spending time no matter if you're in chicago or california stop complaining about it brandon i want you to hang tight we want to talk about uh some of the phenomenal uh work that you have done with chip foose and 3m as well as a golf tournament a virtual golf tournament uh that folks can sort of participate to make a difference in that collision education foundation stay tuned wrench nation frank here with wrench nation we appreciate you guys tuning in every week to the wrench nation car talk show but did you guys know i'm not basket weaving i don't do roofing i actually own desert car care of chandler Boy, and i've got a great team down there if you've got car repair or maintenance needs i invite you to stop by my garage over a cup of coffee maybe you've got that large estimate and you're not sure where to go give me a call 480-726-6400 desert car care of chandler welcome back wrench nation i want to remind you uh happy veterans day yes. shake a veteran hand hug a veteran and we were honored, show 129, uh, two years ago. And this gentleman is still alive. Yes, he is. World War II mechanic stopped by our show. And I invite you guys, as a little tribute, to check out that show, World War II mechanic. He accounted for a story of how they were dead in the water in the South Pacific during World War II. Oh, yeah. And he went in. They were dead in the water. Mm-hmm. Engine stopped. He was an engine mechanic, obviously. He goes in, he swims in the diesel fuel Yep. into the tank and pulls a rag from one of the pickup tubes for the fuel pump and he saved a day yes. in that ship. So check that out. You can find that on wrenchnation.tv and to give credit, we must, Ray West yeah. was that World War II veteran. I just want, I did, I got to give him that honor. Yeah, you have to. So you guys check it out. Brandon Eckenrod with the Collision Repair Education Foundation is hanging with us. Brandon, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, lots of good, interesting things regarding not only the technical uh, side of how, you know, consumers may, eh, it's not their business. They don't care. They just want it fixed. They don't want to see orange peel. They don't want to see fish eyes and they want their paint right. Uh, but there is a lot of technology under hood. And then it's it's fancing. And, of course, you folks there are doing an amazing job. This year, for sure, has been difficult uh, because you don't have the ability to actually be brick and mortar front and center. I mean, we all got Zoomitis, Susie. (laughs) I mean, and Brandon, I think you'll agree. You're out there pounding the pavement, blood, sweat, and tears, trying to keep the coffers healthy for the scholarships and for the education size. Tell us about an event you just had uh, with Chip Foos, the legendary Chip Foos. Talk to us about that. Absolutely. And like you said, um, real quick, this year was quite uh, interesting, to say the least, when it comes to being a fundraiser. You have to be absolutely respectful of situations that people and businesses are going through. But um, I'm kind of always a a glasses half full kind of person. So we just got creative 
in the ways of us trying to raise funds for these schools. So we were able to get Jay Leno to auction off a private tour of his garage, which, which was an incredible fundraiser. And then, like you said, um, working together with Chip Cruz, uh, we have a program with 3M called Hire Our Heroes, and that program specifically supports military veterans or family members of military veterans who are studying collision repair. So we've done a number of different um, fundraisers with 3M that have raised has raised over a million dollars for wow, specifically awesome. that group. Um, but for this specific fundraiser, uh, Chip, he did a, uh, a meet-and-greet auction, um, which wrapped up a couple weeks ago. But he actually designed Hire Our Heroes-themed mini hoods and autographed 150 of them. Uh, and those are available for $250 each. They can be purchased from our website. And the funding from those actually goes to the Hire Our Heroes funds, which, again, is helping military veterans and family members of military veterans. Um, so any, I don't think it's quite a stocking stuffer because you have to have a pretty big stocking to fit a mini hood in. <laughs> well, I think it would make um, a great gift. I mean, and, and certainly coming from Chip Foose, you know, his attention to detail, all things art and style automotive. And why not for a worthy cause? I mean, you guys get on a collisioneducationfoundation.org and check that out. And then you also have, there's a way to help out virtually. Talk to us about the golf event that you've got. Uh, I believe it's currently running. So the, this industry loves its golf events. So yes. in a normal year, there's about uh, a million and one different golf fundraisers happening around the country. That's right. Again, and trying to get creative through our incredible sponsors at PPG. Um, we're actually doing a virtual golf fundraiser. We're working together with 90 different ICAR committees. So, Frank, I know you're involved with the one there in Phoenix. But from November 20th to December 20th, the virtual golf fundraiser will be open via the Top Golf. WGT golf game. So it's a free game on your app, your phone, your desktop. Uh, however, through PPG sponsorship, this will be an in-game tournament. So it will actually be a PPG branded golf course. So you will play 18 holes. It's a $25 registration, but you'll be competing against others from around the country in our own in-game tournaments. And you need to have zero golf skill, which is lucky for me because I have zero golf skill. I'm but with you, man. As an inner city yep. kid, man, I, you know, golfing. What do I, what do I know about <laughs> golfing? Uh, I did start to download the app and I am just starting on that. And I kind of like it because nobody's laughing at me, <laughs> you know. But I think it's wonderful. Again, how how uh, direct people to where they can go uh, to get all this? CollisionEducationFoundation.org. You'll see the, the, the front page image of the golf event where you can register. The chip proof information is there. All the support is tax deductible because, we're again, we're a national 501c3 charity. And what's also important to note is that 90 cents of every dollar that's donated goes back to the schools. So we're very wow. lean in our operations, but any amount helps, whether it's an individual or business, we appreciate all the support for the future of the industry. Yeah, big shout out to 3M and PPG uh, without our corporate folks helping us out. I mean, we truly do. We're not getting much money on the on the public side, it seems, that we're just kind of cutting things down. And so we appreciate you, Brandon. Uh, Want to give you an opportunity. Any shout outs for any fellow Cref individuals that may be listening. Any fellow peers you want to shout out? Uh, just to all the students, uh, we did try to promote the fact that we're going to be on here. And thank you again to, to Frank and, and Sue and everybody that makes you know this, this opportunity as it helps us get the word out about. But um, to all the students and instructors, uh, we're fighting a good fight for you. We cannot do it without our industry supporters. So whether you're someone who's just a car enthusiast, any car guys, car girls, or businesses out there, you know, please join us in supporting the future of the industry. Um, and make that holiday tax-deductible donation if you can. 
Right on. Brandon Eckenrod, Director of Development for the Collision Repair Education Foundation. You are a rock star, my friend. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much. Couldn't do without you. Thanks, Brandon. You got to be a hero right yeah, there do. because that's a fight. Uh, in fact, all of all of our charitable folks, you know, a lot of you are in the charitable industry. You work it, you work it, you grind it. This year has tested you. This year has really tested you. And you know what? It's going to make us better. And as far as the collision industry is concerned, I hope you guys listening on the consumer side, average Joe and Jill driving, have that much more respect for those collision technicians, those body men and women yeah. and, and welders and frame folks and painters. There's a lot that goes in. And if something isn't right after it's done, be gentle, be kind. Most good body shops want to make it right. So that's uh, right. Susie, we got some, uh, don't we have some car shows to promote? Yeah, there's actually one coming up this Saturday. It's the 10, um, 10 year anniversary of Dino's Get Down 2020. That's a big get down. It is a big get down. And it's uh, actually November 13th and 14th this weekend. Uh, the 13th is Friday, and it's going to be at the Westgate on, in Glendale, Arizona. One of the biggest C10 uh, truck shows in the country. Yes. And, of course, our good friend Bogey will be Bogey out will there. will be there. With, uh, so you guys check that out, and we have one more. That's right. One more, and it's going to be next week. So everybody write this down because it's on a Wednesday. It's from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., November 18th. At the park at Cooper or Copper Creek, um, over on Pecos and Dobson Road in Chandler, and it's just going to be a little small car show, but you're going to have classic cars, good food, and a great time. Good people, I, you know, whether it's a good guys uh, show or little local neighborhood cars and coffee, I think it's good for the soul and spirit. If you have a car show and you want to promote, hey, just get a hold of us. Call us at the garage. Until then, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug him again.